Hey, Joe. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Nothing? No weird sketch or anything? Mike, we talked about this. This is three weeks in a row that we've talked about this. I Look, this is Joe. Like, What, what was it called when Oprah? Oprah like was she at the after, after show? Yeah, this is like Oprah after show. Which, by the way, can I please tell you, several people of my friends, my friends who listen to the show, several of them this week have told me that they're undecided whether they like the regular episode or the mini episodes more. Oh, wow. Which is so funny because when you and I were talking about the mini episodes, we didn't even know if people would even listen to them. Like, the idea is almost that they're throwaway, that you don't have to listen to the mini-episodes to understand what Catching Up is all about. Okay, quickly, let me tell everybody, though, that I'm Mike, and that is Joe, and I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up, sometimes more than once. I have some corrections to make, and all of them, all of them, I'm bad. So I got a call from Jose, and he goes, oh, I listened to the episode, uh, it was really good. Um, my mom really liked it. And I was like, oh, because you know, she got the shout out. And I guess she just was laughing and laughing when she heard her own name on the show. She's a huge fan. But he goes, actually, though, she was a little bothered because she speaks English. <laughs> Why did you think she didn't? I just assumed she didn't speak English. <laughs> I saw her. I saw her at the Marisco Jalisco truck, and she was eating a taco, and I thought, that woman doesn't speak English. And then she sold me a sack of oranges by the freeway. Joe. So she does speak English. Yes. So hi, Ophelia. Hello, Ophelia. The other thing I wanted to talk about was, so I listened to the show my typical 12 to 13 times so far, mm-hmm. and girl, could I say the words literally or prosecute to the full extent of the law anymore than i have in the past two episodes are you only picking out those phrases because you also say look look okay look you say that a lot look let me tell you look let me tell you the reason i haven't said anything is because i want to use one of those phrases (laughs) well i guess the literally part and the process the prosecute to the full extent of the law though was the most obnoxious like who the fuck do i think i am johnny cochran (laughs) <laughs> like i'm like oh they be prosecuted to the full extent of the law i'm like what Ugh. i did i didn't notice in conversation and i didn't notice when i listened back once um well i'm apologizing now officially for it because you know sometimes especially with literally i hear people use it on other shows i'm like uh well if you're using it correctly i was it's fine it's when people say like um, I was in a meeting once, Joe, and somebody said this, I swear to God. He was giving like an award to a girl, and he was like, she is literally a workhorse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I literally just shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, when the people use it incorrectly, it's when I don't really like it. Well, I was using it incorrectly often. What else do we got? Also, I want this isn't a, this isn't a correction. This is more of a clarification. So for the out 50 most powerful people... I decided to go back and actually count. So there are 50 most powerful people. 11 of them are lesbians. All all of them white women. Yeah. But you know that you said none of them are lesbians. Well, Ellen's a lesbian. Well, Rachel. (laughs) But, but, But I will say on the flip side, only three people of color. Two black people, Frank Ocean and RuPaul. 
and one Latino, and I'm embarrassed that this is a Latino. Who is it? Perez Hilton. Ugh. Ugh. Well, thank God he's not Mexican. It's a Cuban guy. Have you seen him with his baby lately? No, the baby, and you know what? He's one of those people that looks better fat. Yeah. He got, like, creepy thin, and he looks... Scary. Gross. Yeah, and scary. Um, Do you have any notes, Mike? No, I made no incorrect statement, so we're good. Oh, I ha- oh yes, you did. I actually have something to talk to you about. Girl, you got such a pass for me. I don't know what was going on. You were so mean and racist in episode 14. What was I racist about? I don't know. Just the whole, like... Name one thing I was racist about. I just don't get it. I don't get why, you know, blackface is offensive. I just don't get it. Explain it to me. Too bad we don't have a recording of what I actually said that we could reference. Oh, wait, we do. All I said was, could you please explain to me why blackface is offensive because i understand historically why it's offensive but i just asked for clarification because i didn't understand it and i even said i understand that this is an offense that people are offended by blackface so i'm smart enough not to like make youtube videos of me doing it but i just needed clarification because i didn't really understand do we need to talk about how we were on skype and the people, the audience couldn't see this, but you were in blackface when you were saying this. <laughs> and then you did a minstrel show for me after the show. Sure. And made me pancakes. And tap danced. Uh-huh. And tap danced. Yeah. <laughs> then you did like a whole Amos and Andy routine. It was really offensive. I was offended. <laughs> um. Okay. And then what about the part where you were... I kind of feel you got a pass, too, on how insensitive you were towards Mowgli. Sure. Well, I explained that it maybe could have come off that way, but there's no, insensitive is not racist. I wasn't racist there. No, I said, in, I said you were so mean and racist. Oh. So we got the racist part down and the mean part. Here's, here's what it boils down to. It, it, it's basically about this. I love that the real Mike Lawson is starting to come out. The real bitter old queen, not what some would call lies, nice, cute boy, little voice Mike Lawson, but the real just mean old queen (laughs) who like. I'm not a mean old queen. Lives in a haunted house and drinks (laughs) mint juleps all day and fans herself. And puts children in my oven. Yes. (laughs) Are you ready to do some shout outs? Yeah, let's shout it out. But I think we usually do tweets first, right? Do you want to do some tweets? Yes. Okay, for starters, we got tweeted at by Big Fatty. Mm-hmm. And you know Big Fatty. Well, isn't that just lovely? Am I doing it right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Do it again? Well, that's just lovely. <laughs> that's really bad, actually. Um, but Big Fatty tweeted at us a couple of times. Um, and he knows, by the way, you mentioned Joe Torre in the last episode, and he said that Joe Torre was the catcher for the Braves when he was growing up in Atlanta. And so he's a fan of Joe Torre. Um, and then that Peter G tweeted at us. So did drum major Kev, um, and Ozzy Battler, of course, tweeted at you, Joe. Mm-hmm. He, lo- he loves you. I was waiting to see if you would mention that because you usually hide... Ozzy, I'm so sorry. Mike intentionally does not mention the nice tweets that I get. Thank you. And then we also got tweeted at by Joe in Dallas. He um, said some different things. He really likes your name, for starters. 
and he he suggested and, and, and? He, he suggested people listen to catching up because it's funny and I am adorable and, and and that I'm even more open on this show than I am on my other show. And Joe great name. Oh, Joe is a hot funny mess. And Simply Okay, I'll read the whole thing. Shit. Simply loving the show. Joe great name is a hot funny mess and Mike is adorable and even more open here. Isn't there a part where he said like he loves my masculine voice? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I think there is. Maybe he said. Maybe he said it. To... <laughs> you are so delusional. <laughs> maybe he said it to me in a private tweet. I'm not even joking. Where's my phone? Isn't there a? <laughs> Isn't there a part where he said that I'm so handsome and tall? Well, that wouldn't be true. <laughs> There's nothing like that in this tweet, Joe. Girl, I'm looking it up. Delusional. Oh, excuse me. Joe at CU Podcast. I'll post a review this week, reveling in the amazing sounds of your voice and machismo. From Joe in Dallas. Thank you. Uh, You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Being right gives me a hard on. I'm not even lying. Thank you. Okay. Um, that's all our tweets. Okay, we have some shout-outs, Mike. Jim from Fort Lauderdale left a very... The nicest iTunes review ever. The the latest iTunes reviews have been so nice. Because Jim from... Jim from... Because remember last week, I'm all... This is the one from last week from uh, John Marti was so nice. I said that's the nicest one. But I think Jim from Fort Lauderdale was the nicest one. I think it beats John Marti. I don't know who he is either. I don't think that I've ever really interacted with him. And he left a really nice review. You guys should go look, look at it. And then we have another one from, and this is going to come with a big announcement, actually. You don't even know about this, Mike. We got a review from Jacob Bixenman. Mm-hmm. And Jacob Bixenman is somebody that I know. Yeah. And he follows me on Twitter. He follows, yes, he follows you on Twitter, follows me on Twitter. Jacob Bixenman is the first, like, twinky gay boy to like our show and and be contact us. And I actually t- uh, texted with him right before the, we recorded. He wanted me to say, let me read his text, actually. He wanted me to say. So people just need to text message you and you'll read their message on our show now? What are we turning into, Joe? Mention that I'm the show's biggest fan. And don't leave out the part about my charm and wit and dashing good looks and charisma and intelligence. Let me tell you something. He's obviously being funny, but I'm not joking. I knew he was gay before he came out because he had this humor that only gay guys have. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like this, like it was like a, it was, isn't a humor that straight guys have? Straight guys are like, I'm going to fart in your face. Bleh, you know, his was like a, like a really like sharp, intelligent, biting humor. Yeah, no straight guys are s- smart and funny, right? But not the same. But there's a certain kind of gay Joey Boohecker. I know you're listening to this show. Please back me up on this. There's a certain humor that gay guys are have that some gay guys have. That uh, uh, to you gay. were about to say are better at, and then you stopped yourself because it would prove me okay. right. Okay, there are certain. There's a certain style thread of humor that only gay guys are good at and that they only have 
and he has it and it's a it's like a really like subtle like a read it's basically a read he can read people and i'm going to tell you what everyone should find him on twitter what's his twitter handle Oh, it's uh, Jacob underscore Bix, B-I-X. So Jacob underscore Bix. And look through his pictures. He's super cute. If you like, like, cute Twinkie boys, he's very pretty. He's a very pretty gay boy twink. And um, Jacob, I'm sorry, you're going to have a lot of uh, uh, old gay men followers who are in love with you. But, uh, yeah. And he tweets good stuff. And, you know, I better say this because then I, I might get, like, a jealous tweet tommy colton who's at tommy colton on twitter is um also a a person that you should follow on twitter he actually i'm not even joking he writes very 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 good solid tweets i'm a big fan legitimately of his twitter and he's a huge 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 fan of the show he and jacob can have a fight over who's the number one fan but i'm this week naming jacob bixenman number one fan and he's at least number one cute twink boy fan if you think you can beat him Leave a review and tell us. Um, also, just as just a quick note, Adam Vaught and my friend Julia have both independently texted me. They don't even know each other and told me that episode 14, the one that just aired, is the best episode we've aired so far. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you why, though. They're both straight and there's no gay sex in it. Is that true? We had a whole episode with no gay sex. Yeah, there's not really any, no. Wow. Mike, now it's time for my favorite part of the show and your favorite part of the show. Catching up with Catching Up. Cool. So let's start by pulling a name, and then we're going to tell you about the person that we just called. Uh, But while Joe gets the names ready, I will tell you that each week what we do is we take... We take all of the names of people that have left iTunes reviews for the show. We have them in a little bag. Joe pulls one of the names. And then we will arrange to have a conversation with you off the air and just catch up with you. And all you have to do to to win this is just leave an iTunes review. It's simple. Yeah, guys, please. What is stopping you from leaving an iTunes review? Leave an iTunes review. Pick a name, Joey. All right, you ready? I am now opening the bag, Mike. I'm reaching my hand into the bag. Who is it? I I mean, girl, I'm still, I'm rifling through the names. God, I get so nervous during this part. I'm, I've chosen a name. I have, I have a name in my hand. I'm pulling it out. Are you ready for the name? Yes. The winner of this week's (laughs) Catching Up with Catching Up is, I don't know who this is, Corey Curvin. Ooh, I don't know who that is either. Corey Curvin is the winner of this week's Catching Up with Catching Up. So, Corey Curvin, get in contact with us, and we will arrange a time to give you a ring or Skype you or whatever, and we will catch up. That's going to be exciting because neither of us know him, so we have a lot to, to get to know. So, this week, we talked to Christina from the Greetings from Nowhere podcast, who lives in uh, San Jose, up near me. And I'm actually familiar with her. I met her a few times. She is wonderful. And Joey, what did you think of the call? I thought it was really good, actually. You know, she's very outgoing, so it wasn't a very difficult phone call to have. And she played it smart. She was genius. Are you kidding me? What she did, Joe, is she knew your personality so well that every other sentence was a compliment to you. So you, like, stayed engaged the entire time. Look, 
why couldn't it just be genuine? Why couldn't she just have very genuinely? I don't think it wasn't genuine. Every I just think other person has been like all licking your ass. I'm surprised you don't you don't you don't even need toilet paper after all the other phone calls. And I get one phone call that the person's nice to me, and you're like, clearly she knows how to play you. I don't know why you're getting defensive because I'm not saying I didn't have a good time or anything. I didn't say it wasn't genuine either. She just was very smart. By she would say one sentence about herself, and then she would quickly jump back and tell you something she liked about you. Yes, you're being completely then, flattering to me. Yes, you're right. I, well, I didn't say it was flattering. I'm just being um, – this is reality. She was smart that she placed her compliments. <laughs> she spread them out evenly instead of putting them all up front so that you zoned out or putting them all at the end so you didn't know anything she said before that. She 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 did good. Um, She has a show – did you mention she has a show called Greetings from Nowhere? I did. Do you want to sing the theme song for it, Joe? Greetings from nowhere. Wait, but you got to do the backup, though. <laughs> no, I don't do backup. Ugh. And if you are interested in checking out Greetings from Nowhere, I suggest you should. And it's visitnowhere.com. You could also find them in iTunes by searching Greetings from Nowhere. They're also on Stitcher Smart Radio. Okay. Um, so what do we have left in the show? I think that's it. Outtakes. All right. You ready to go to the outtakes, Mike? Sure. <laughs> it was nice catching up with you, Mike. Ditto. Joey, this week I went to a same-sex dance competition. Remember I told you I was going to go to that? Mm-hmm. It was – first of all, it was great. I had a good time. The The friend of mine that went to – that the friend of mine that I went to see was amazing, and I was really impressed with how, how well she danced. But this was like an alternative universe. It was very bizarre. It was very queer, very queer. And it was like heavily, heavily, heavily older lesbian crowd. And so the the story that was funny, though, was the MC was like, I don't know if he was a comedian. He was not a good comedian if he was, but he was just some like talent that they hired to like MC the event. As a comedian, I can immediately tell you that is like probably high on the nightmare gig list like it would be horrible like, Joe. really you're booking me at a at a lesbian or like at a same-sex dance competition i'm hosting a same-sex dance competition it was a and national then- championship so it was kind of a big deal uh, and these this guy who was hosting it he kept saying it you know, everyone has their catchphrases. You have a couple. I have a couple. And you it's just your go-to when you talk. And he kept saying guys and gals over and over at a same-sex dance competition. And he kept biting his tongue. So he would say, like, all right, guys and guys and gals and gals. It was, like, awkward, silent or awkward pauses in between guys and guys and gals and gals. And sometimes it would be, like, all women on the dance floor. And he'd, he'd say, like, okay, guys and get gals. And, like, Ugh. it was so awkward and, like, uncomfortable for him. But my my friend who danced did wonderfully. She did – she got all first places. So she's, like, national champion in, like, a bunch of these dances. And then her and her girlfriend did a couple dances together. And they did, like, I don't know, like, third place, I think. Did they ever do the Paso Doble? Yeah, there's lots of pasta doblés and I don't even um, know what that is. I just remember that from Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Tangos and the, all of the like Latin dances she did with her girlfriend and they got like third place, but then mm-hmm. all the like really strict traditional ballroom stuff, she got first place. 
Oh wow. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. I'm God. Okay. Anyway, I'm dreading the fucking voicemails we're gonna get about this, but I don't like seeing guys and guys, and I don't like seeing same-sex like dance competition stuff. Why? It, not that I hate. Not that I'm mad at them. It's just still that's the one thing left in me that makes me feel uncomfortable. I understand what you're saying. This competition, though, it was like so... Like at a gay bar. I'm sorry. At a gay bar, I don't mind seeing guys dance together if they or slow dance together. It doesn't mind. I don't know. But like doing the Paso Doble or like the Foxtrot, I think looks very silly and not right. I understand you. At this competition, however, it was very natural and there, there wasn't anything weird about it. Something about this setting, I mean, this wasn't like, it was basically just a competition on um, skill and on technique, and it it wasn't weird at all. So I, I get what you're saying, but I don't agree in this situation. It was fine. But also... I feel I could be more comfortable with like a lesbian one, because you probably have like the one butch, and that's the lead, and then like the lipstick, and she's like sort of the... Not lead. I don't know what you call it. Please but- don't say this. So my friend who does the same sex dancing, I accidentally so her and her girlfriend just started dancing together like six months ago. And so I, I said, Well, who is the guy and who's the girl? Oh, oh no. shit. I oh, got girl. my head chopped off. But then after she like ripped me a new asshole for saying that, she also I like pointed out excuse me one of you is wearing a tuxedo and one of you is wearing a dress so it's not like i'm i i I got that from somewhere you're not talking about power dynamics in a relationship you're talking about dancing on the on the you know like ballroom dancing yeah and the truth of the matter is in ballroom dancing what you meant was who is doing the traditional role of the male and leading and who is doing the traditional role of the woman and following yeah so that was interesting but I also learned – so uh, my friend, Emily, who dances, she wears a tuxedo and her partner wears like an elaborate gown. But some of the people, they wear like matching outfits. So to for the judges to know who's leading officially, the lead always has the number on the person's back. So if you ever see a sing-sex dance competition, that's how you can know who the leader is by looking at who has the number on their back. Or – who has the mustache? No, I mean, <laughs> the one that looks like Chaz Bono. That's usually the lead. Oh, <laughs> look! Do you, do you remember when Chaz Bono went on Dancing with the Stars and they were like upset that they put Chaz with the wrong? Like people were upset that Chaz should dance with a a man partner or something. Wait, did Chaz dance with a man or a woman? I don't remember. <laughs> But whatever they did, people were... was Chaz a man or a woman at the time? I don't know. But people were upset. Maybe Chaz was in transition at the time. Anyway, look. Here's the thing. And and, and I want to say this. I want to clarify this for all the blood that's boiling out there. One, I recognize this is something that I'm dealing with internally and that I have to get used to. Okay? Good. And so I recognize that. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do this, but I'm just saying it still gives me sort of like 
that's the last thing that gives me like an un I don't know if uneasy is the right word. It's just it's just visually jarring to me to see it. Sure. And I'm not used to it. I guess I guess a better way of saying I'm not used to it. And that and you can speak to a, a million different uh sociological reasons why I'm not used to it. And I realize it's something that I need to get used to. They don't need to change. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's something that I need to work on with myself. But that doesn't change the fact that I still think it looks weird. Thank you. Yeah. I you know what? I was in the same camp, but after going to this dance competition, I've seriously changed my mind. Like I thought there were certain dances that were very beautiful. There were some other things that just seemed like a lot of fun and like I said, a lot of it was just judging the technical aspects and the skill of ballroom dance, and there was nothing sexual about it, even though dancing can be very sexual and should be, I think, in some cases very sexual, but it, it just was very natural and not, I mean, it wasn't even queer. It just was like dance. It wasn't straight or queer or anything. Don't you think dance is inherently queer? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I guess. Inherently queer. All right, what else is going on? Send oh. your emails to joe at cupodcast.com. <laughs> Seriously. All right, what else you got going on? And he knows, by the way, you mentioned Joe Torre in the last episode, and he said that Joe Torre was a catcher for the Braves when he was growing up in Atlanta. And so he's a fan of Joe Torre. Um, and we got tweeted at by that I'm going to tell you something. There were some cute guys at that uh, gala event. I wanted them to be a catcher for the Joes. That jo- that joke's been so edited out. That so was bad. horrible. That was really that bad. Was a horrible show. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh shit! That was really bad. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to do an outtake in the actual show that goes at the end. We're taking an outtake from the show. And just moving it to the end of the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510 239 7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, um, 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 um